Hello and welcome to the Get French Football News show, international edition as we cover France's performances over this international break. On Saturday they hosted Albania and won 4-1, Kingsley Coman the star. Meanwhile the DJ blunders and mixes up the national anthems somehow. We'll also preview Tuesday evening's match against Andorra. With me today, I have Jeremy Smith. Jeremy, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. I'm guessing there's no Get European Football show this week? Uh, no, there's ongoing discussions about um, whether and how and where we're going to carry on. So watch oh, I hope space. so. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been enjoyable so far. Thank you Mo. very much. Yes. Uh, Muhammad Ali, that is. Yes. Um, Mo, last well, week, you... sorry. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say last week I sort of uh, preempted that anthem mix-up by, by mixing up uh, Albania and Armenia, if people uh, uh, remember from, uh, from last Monday's uh, episode. And it ended up happening at the weekend, so I apologise to all the countries. It was a visionary mistake. <laughs> <laughs> of Albania. I promise I wasn't at the Stade de France. Uh, at the weekend. <laughs> we were wondering maybe the speaker at the Stade de France secretly, a second side hustle maybe. But no. Yeah. So what happened was uh, they, they played Andorra's national anthem, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Or some doubt? Uh, instead of Albania's, the Albanians were understandably upset. Um, and then they apologized publicly. Well, the speaker apologized to any Armenian fans in the stadium. So... <laughs> A very unfortunate situation. It was off to a bad start, but it only took a few minutes for France to score for the first time. Uh, maybe just before that, actually. Should we comment? Team selection, Jeremy, there was no big surprises, but some long-awaited returns for some of these players. Yeah, I think um, to an extent, Deschamps' hand was forced because there were a few injuries to, to senior players. Um, Pogba and, and Mbappe are the obvious ones. Um, but I think it was good to uh, certainly to see uh, the two wide players, I think, um, Lamar and, and Coman. I think Coman's always been a, a bit of a favourite of Deschamps and um, whenever he's had any chance to pick mm. him in the squad, he has done. And he absolutely took his chance. Um, so he's certainly given uh, Deschamps something to think about going forward. Lamar, I thought, was was good not spectacular but just very good in sort of in terms of linking play um you can tell that he's he's certainly learned more about the dis- defensive side of his game um, since he's been at atletico so relatively impressed with him and then it was fantastic to see uh players like tiliso and hernandez back hernandez i thought was absolutely fantastic mm. um and that there's an ongoing debate whether he should be playing as a left-back or a centre-back. And so far, he's been playing as a centre-back for Bayern. But to me, he's so good going forward that I think um, I'm you know, very happy to see him as, as left-back for France anyway. Um, and Tolisso and Matuidi, I thought, did a really good job in, in midfield without without Kante and, and Pogba there. Um, and, I mean, Matuidi obviously is going to be sort of shifted around depending on formation and mm. who else is available. But Tolisso certainly has made it clear that although he's been out for a long time because of the injury, he's absolutely still got his place in the France squad and, and will always do a job when he's got the chance. It was a very 
Bayern Munich uh, flavored starting eleven with four Bayern players, it kind of felt like the days when Arsenal had tons of French players and you would find them all on these international breaks playing on the same team again. Um, Mo, obviously we'll talk in depth about Coman, who scored the first goal after eight minutes. Blackline had a pretty good day out, and it was a we scored scored early goals came easy after that. Yeah, um, you know he was he was very adept at finishing. He um, did really well to convert uh, from Varane's super pass uh, from the beginning, and also grabbed uh, one later on uh, for the team's third goal. Um, and it's, it's it's sort of these sort of games that you know he needs to impact himself. I think he will be the big winner um, of, from Saturday night, not just because. Um, obviously, you know he's, he he picked up a couple of goals, but for the regularity of playing, um, you know, being like you said, Jeremy, being sort of the favourite um, of of the coach, but also playing in the qualifiers regularly, getting some game time, earning a couple more caps, so that when the final twenty three does come, he isn't shunted out. Unfortunately, as was the case in previous tournaments maybe due mm. to injury and uncertainty and whatever it might be. But, you know, you have to remember, since his day before years ago, he's only actually had 17 or so caps. And and only this year, this was, I think, his third or fourth appearance uh, for France this year, the first of which um, you know, had come um, after two years out uh, for, for various reasons. So it's really, really good. And, you know, at this sort of time, you can also see that his competitors for that sort of right-wing position in, Mbappe uh, not included, but the likes of uh, Tovan and, and, and others, mm. you know, they're nowhere near now the France squad, you know, like they're not playing um, or they're injured at the moment. But even if they were in the squad, they don't have sort of the, the stronger claim to that position like Coman probably will have. So, mm-hmm. again, I definitely think that he's the big winner from uh, from Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Jeremy, it feels like he's matured since his previous appearances for France. Obviously, he had a first kind of run in the team in the lead-up to the Euro, and we, and we didn't see him much since 2017. But he seems a, a much, yeah, more mature, cleverer player right now. Yeah, I think um, that there are a couple of articles about him in today's Lecky talking about how the injuries have, in a way, made him sort of certainly mentally a lot stronger because he's gone through so much and sort of every time he comes back from an injury he seems to, to get another one which kind of puts him back a couple of steps again so he's had to he's had to really show strength of character to get back to this level and then obviously playing for a, a team like Bayern Munich when there's sort of high pressure and high expectations week in week out um, it's only going to be good for him um, I know that Niko Kovac is not necessarily the most popular coach at Bayern mm. but um, it seems that he his sort of um, uh, I guess sort of exigence and, and, and emphasis on sort of physical combat and training maybe is a good thing for Komen as well because it's it's forced him to, to sort of bulk up and, and be more um, physical. So I think all, all those factors are allied together have, as well as obviously have kind of gone together with the, the raw skill and potential that we knew he had already. And mm. um, it, the thing is, it feels like he's been around for ages, but he still is only 23. So he Absolutely, is still yeah. kind of on a bit of a learning curve. And, and um, yeah, hopefully set now, certainly the, the form he showed at the end of last season and already the beginning of this season with Bayern, um, if he maintains that and he maintains his fitness, then 
um, he's certainly going to be sort of pushing to to be in the France squad every you know every time there's a, there's an international meetup, and if he when he gets the chances, if he performs like he did on Saturday night, then it's going to be very difficult, certainly to to keep him out of the squad, but um, you know, arguably to keep him out of the team as well. Like you said, Jeremy, uh, it's going to be hard to fit him in uh, in the starting eleven, given all the offensive talent we have nowadays all the possibilities we can choose from but I do agree that he's still very young at 23 and he's he can only improve from here and we often forget with all these young players that you know they they if they break into the team at 20 21 they sure look good and they don't always make the best decisions in the first time around and that's what I used to think with Coman uh, a couple of years ago when he was on the team he would often run with the ball without looking up and, and make the wrong decision possibly and he seems like he's very much matured now and I think His position as a starter with Bayern Munich has helped him uh, in the past few months now develop um, that sort of maturity and that exigence for the highest level of football. Uh, he was replaced by another young talent who made his debut and scored. And that's Jonathan Ikone from Lille. What did you guys think of him? Um, well, I think he deserves a shot. He, um, he's had a great um, sort of rise up um, during the last season and started sort of the current uh, league um, league campaign pretty okay and I think considering that uh, France have several players out uh, injured in that department Martial Dembele um, you know Tolvan amongst them um, and also in addition to Mbappe and Lacazette Uh, not being in a squad and double, you know, double that with the fact that they're playing Andorra and Armenia. It's perfect time for for Deschamps to sort. Did I do it again? Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Well, that game's gone. So Albania. <laughs> um, I might have to write to the prime minister as well. But um, <laughs> yes, it's yeah, it's you know, it's perfect time uh, for him to sort of blossom into the into the squad, and he picked up. Uh, A decent goal, um, the mm. final goal uh, from France. So it's just reward for him, um, and I think he will double up um, with perhaps, if I'm if I'm correct, a, a starting position tomorrow against Andorra, um, and where he will, you know, just sort of develop that bit of regularity. See, you know, for for, for the coaches to see uh, what he brings to the squad, not just of course on the field as. As we know, Deschamps also likes to survey the cohesion that he brings with certain players and the fluidity on the pitch uh, tactically as well. Um, so it's, it's been a good week for him and let's see sort of what he delivers uh, against Andorra. Yeah, it seems like he's taken the same express train that Coman and Martial and, and Mbappe and maybe Dembele too took before him of just coming onto the pitch pretty young, 2021. And hitting the other team with pace. I mean, he had a couple accelerations at the end of the match there, which were just incredible, including when he scored. It was a lovely little flick from Fekir as well to, to assist mm -hmm. him. Um, Jeremy, let's talk as well about Antoine Griezmann, who obviously missed a penalty, but had a fantastic match. And he was involved in, in, in two of the goals. He had quite a day, didn't he? I, I adore Griezmann. I mean, anyone that's heard <laughs> me on anything will know that. I, I know it's a crazy thing to say of someone who I think was voted third best player in the world or whatever last year, but I genuinely think he's one of the most underrated players in the world. I just think he's, he's, he can do it all. I think he's fantastic. I think although he's got 
slightly weird character at times. I think he's got a great team <laughs> ethic on the pitch. Um, and yeah, it was, I mean, arguably it wasn't one of his greatest matches of recent times. He missed the penalty. He kind of, I think, as a response to the missed penalty, he had like a couple of very wide shots, which perhaps weren't the, the best decisions to make at that moment. But he was still, as you said, still a big part of a couple of goals, a couple of other big chances. There was one that the keeper saved, um, a shot of his, which would have been arguably an even better team goal than than the than Coman's second. Um, I, yeah, he's still helping out in defence, good with the set pieces. Um, I really think he can do it all. And, and um, yeah, as I said, I think it's a testament to his ability that, in a way, this was a, a relatively disappointing performance by his extremely high standards, but he still completely dictated the play. Um, I think, looking back at the World Cup, I mean, to me, Baran was was the player of the World Cup and he should have won all the plaudits for that. But the way that Griezmann, you look back at all of the knockout matches and Griezmann just completely dictated how France played. When they needed mm. to attack, he was the one dictating the attacks. And they needed to sit back and just put a foot on the ball. It was him who was doing that. He dictated whether they moved slow, whether they moved fast. People say, oh, he only scored penalties. But he, he also set up half the goals. You know, the, the, the own goal in, the, in the, the first goal in the final was, okay, mm. you can debate whether it was a dive or not from him, but it was still his set piece that then set it up as well. I, I just think he's, he's, although Mbappe is obviously the big star and he gets the plaudits, and as I said, for me, Varane was the most consistently solid player in the World Cup. I think Griezmann still is France's most important player. I still think he's the one who makes France tick. Yeah, I, I would agree. And it was a, a great, just subtle little flick to, to kind of confuse the defender and, and let the ball go by to towards Hernandez, who assisted Giroud's goal. Uh, I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't mention that this is Giroud's 36th goal for France and he's got four from his last five starts. So very much still the main man up front. Uh, are there any other players you guys would like to discuss uh, who struck you during the match? Hernandez was good, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was, you know, like Jerry briefly mentioned earlier, a very, very good sort of source of attack on the left. Um, he he can sort of combine things France with quite a few cross balls, um, you know, spraying the ball out to the left wing and allowing Hernandez to sort of take advantage of his qualities to really attack down that uh, flank. And uh, obviously his sort of entrepreneurial spirit there um, mm. enabled France to win a penalty, uh, which Griezmann hit the bar uh, with. But it was a very, very good sort of attacking performance. Uh, from him, um, and I thought he, you know, I don't think he was sort of out, uh, you know, on his sort of best, best form, but definitely did not put a foot wrong against what was a bit, you know, somewhat weak opposition, but nonetheless, it was, it was a good evening for Hernandez, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hugo Lloris, on a final note, I mean, he had nothing to do at all for 90 minutes, and unfortunately for him i guess conceded that penalty which was a kind of a weak penalty i think but it was unfortunate for the captain um not to keep the clean sheet at home to albania so this means that france is top of the group still but tied on points still with iceland 
and Turkey, each on 12 points. Turkey just barely beat uh, Andorra, which is France's opposition on Tuesday night, of course. They scored in, what was it, the 89th minute or something? Yeah. I don't know if that says more about Turkey than Albania, than Andorra. Oh, wow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, no, I just saw, I saw the highlights of that game. Um I mean, for Andorra, you know, sometimes they do pull it out, but sometimes they're very defensively yeah. uh, problematic to play against. But Turkey did spurn quite a few chances. There was one opportunity where they sent the ball in uh, into the box and the whole of the Andorran defence were out of the box, somehow sprung offside, but they still missed. They tried to love the goalkeeper <laughs> and he landed uh, far away from the goal. But so, yeah, it's... It's tricky, um, but the fact that it's going to be at the Stade de France and not some provincial stadium, um, yeah. I don't know how many will turn up, but that should be a very, very routine win, something that probably will match the uh, training ground for new exercise they enjoyed early on in the summer. Absolutely. Yeah. I was about to say, it is. You, I usually prefer when they you know, kind of play in some other city than Paris when it's a tiny team like this. Because they're more likely to fill up the stadium, but I think you're probably thinking of that match against Luxembourg, Luxembourg, which mm-hmm. happened in Toulouse. Yeah, that was a pretty bad nil-nil. <laughs> but as you mentioned, uh, we played Andorra in Andorra back in June. It was a four-nil win to finish off the season. Goals for Mbappe and also Ben Yedder, Tovin, and Zuma. Each of them getting their first goal for France. Uh, have you seen the predicted lineups from RMC for the match? Yes. So um, some changes, right? Yeah. The fullbacks and Zonzi exactly. possibly. Yeah. Um, so Kone, you, as you mentioned, yeah, I think, sorry. like you mentioned, it's it's it. You know, Deschamps is not sort of the guy that will completely overhaul his starting eleven. You know, give uh, everybody listed twelve to twenty three a run out. Um, he still wants to, you know, try um, a couple of solutions with his main squad. Obviously, you know, give away to fatigue and injuries and and some playing time for players that he wants to try out. But he's not a massive chop and changer as some other national team coaches are. So it will largely be, uh, like you mentioned, just different fullbacks. Uh, Leo Dubois and uh, was one that notably played against Andorra um, in early on in the summer. Ikone will get some game time um, as well. Um, but yeah, it, it just it will be a fairly balanced squad uh, with Matuidi and Tolisa, possibly with the inclusion of Enzonzi at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it will just be a standard sort of standard uh, template. For Wissam Ben Yedder as well. He's had uh, a good start. Exactly. He's had a good, good start to the season. Um, well, he's... Well, so much is you've moved uh, to, to, to Monaco. Um, but for France, I think Deschamps has, um, you know, really sort of enjoyed what he's seen since uh, he made his uh, sort of performances early on in the year. So it will be another opportunity. Of course, it's Andorra. This this will, should be and may possibly end up being three, four, five or six nil um, or even more, depending on the potency of the forward line. So... It should be it should be a, a goal fest, hopefully, as long as Andorra don't um, you know don't p- put in the same defensive regard that they did in Turkey on well, at the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully, it goes that way. Also, some news: Samuel Mtiti pulled out from the squad and won't be replaced. 
he was kept off the pitch uh, by a foot injury on Saturday, also kept off the pitch by his Barca teammate, Clément Langlais, who uh, has taken his place in the French squad, it seems like. Uh, so should we move on to some predictions? Mo, you seem to think a big win. I do. If it was the provincial stadium, like I said, it, you know, it, it may resemble more of the sort of training ground feel about the national stadium where people are coming for goals. Um, mm. <laughs> so I think also with a couple of, you know, like the likes of Ikone and Ben Yedder and, and, you know, some of the, some of the forward lines, um, they, they will be seeking um, to, to make an impact. Um, so I think I'll go for at least a repeat of the 4-0 result that they had in the summer. Okay. Jeremy? Yeah, I was, I was going to go 4-0 as well. I mean, I think that um, it's funny that, that Albania have been a team that, that France have struggled against in the past. And even Andorra, I remember in, uh, in uh, qualifying for Euro 2000 as world champions, France really struggled a couple of times against Andorra. I think one of mm. them was like a... 85th minute penalty by Le Boeuf or something to, to get a win. So it definitely yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be taken lightly. But I agree that this seems a slightly different, you know, looking at the way that they've put Albania away, looking at the way they put Andorra away early in, earlier in qualifying. And I agree with Mo that I think the fact that it's at the Stade de France does make a difference. Um, I'd expect France to, to win pretty comfortably. So, yeah, I, I think probably another 4 0 as well. Yeah, and I'm going to go with uh, 5-0. I'm confident. <laughs> so some other activity over the weekend. Uh, the U21s played against Albania as well back on Thursday. Uh, what was the score for that one, Jeremy? I have lost my notes. It was... I'm trying to remember. Was it 3-1? I know Edouard got two. Uh trying to remember now let me find that but might be in any case, the, they're currently winning 3-1 against the czech republic as well yes they are they're playing as we speak right now yeah eduardo has scored two tonight it's been a chance for some of the fresh faces to to a lot of the former u19s moved up this season to the u21s correct yeah i think sort of sorry i think like, no, go on, go on jeremy yeah Every year, obviously, there's a bit of a, a sort mm. of turnover as, as some players get too old, some are, are kind of ready to move on to possibly the full squad. Ikone is the obvious example here. So it's always going to be the first couple of matches probably are always going to be a little bit shaky when they're, when they're kind of, um, I guess, settling into a new, a new system and a new place to play. Uh, it was 4-0, by the way, sorry. Yeah. Um, the other day um there were three very late goals so i think it was not flattering but it, it it looked maybe a little bit more comfortable than it actually was in the end um but there's still mm. a really talented set of players there um Ait nuri who's the the um Angers fullback who a lot of top clubs have been scouting already for several years has, has settled well into that team um ren adelaide who i think sort of went up a level during the, the Euros in the summer, really looked a, a, a good player at, at the under-21 level. Um, I think as you know, he, he was captain, he won the penalty for the for mm. the first goal the other day. So he he looks kind of clearly the sort of leader of that team at the moment. And then um nice. Odson Edouard, who's who scored two the other day and two tonight. I know that Celtic fans for a long time have been sort of 
um, campaigning for him to get international recognition. And he's the one that he kind of, was it the Euro under 17s that he was top scorer when, when France won and he was the next big thing. Yeah, I and think then, so, yeah. Yeah, another player who sort of struggled to, to break through at PSG. Then at Toulouse, it didn't go very well and there were a few off-the-field incidents involving <laughs> sort of air, air guns and things like that. But the fact that I think he's moved away from France has really allowed him to grow up and certainly, yeah, Celtic fans adore him and it, it's good to see that he sort of regained his confidence and is starting to show the potential that, that we saw sort of was three, he, four years ago. Was he involved in the air gun incident? I thought that was Mathieu Cafaro from, from Reims. I think it was the two of them together. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, that's a strange story, that one. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, we they played Albania on Thursday, as I said. I just uh, realized that I forgot to mention uh, Albania for the senior team who played against uh, France on Saturday. Did you guys notice number nine, who was wearing some kind of Spartan helmet, no. was <laughs> taking down people left and right? <laughs> I must have missed missed us. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, he uh, he had this very strange headgear on, which it looked pretty hard. I, I mean, I don't know. And, and he he came on as a substitute, I think, and he was just fouling all over the place. He hurt Matuidi, hurt Hernandez, I think. He well, was I quite. Think, yeah, once once the result has gone away from them, you know. Might as well take something from the match, yeah. I suppose. Um, but fortunately, he didn't, he didn't uh, have that much of an effect, I suppose. Mm. And, you, um, you can, I think you can see why players target Hernandez because he always seems to kind of play on that sort of straddle that line between yeah. you know, Grinter and sort of being really up for it and possibly looking like he could lose his rag at any moment. But so, I, so far, there haven't really been any issues. and. Yeah, he got he practically got knocked out for Coleman's second goal, and then not long afterwards was scythed down. And and Desch, I think he was going to go off anyway because he was slightly mm. injured. But Deschamps took him off as soon as he was taken down again. I'm not a massive fan of him, I have to say. I mean, he took some big hits on Saturday, that's true. But a lot of the time, I feel like he's exaggerating with the rolling around and all that, and I I just don't really like it. But also for Albania, granted, Jaka's brother got a yellow card. So yeah, Tolan and Jaka didn't he win the penalty in the end? <laughs> yeah, so that's a happy, happy memory for Arsenal play, for Arsenal fans like me. <laughs> um, finally, over the weekend, the women's league continued. Uh, they came back from international break, and there were some pretty incredible results. Uh, at Saint-Séphorien, the Ligue 1 stadium, Jeremy, PSG scored six goals, four of them by Kadia Tudjani, who you may remember from the Women's World Cup. She was probably the best French player there, or one of them at least. But even more impressively, on Saturday, Lyon came to play at promoted side Reims. They also played it at Auguste de Lonne, which is the stadium used by the, the Ligue 1 team. And uh, Lyon scored two goals in the first three minutes, at that moment, you thought it was going to be a slaughter. But as uh, Reims' coach said on, on television, she told her players not to worry about conceding goals, not to worry about getting a point or anything, just to have fun and try scoring as many as they could, which is a very entertaining philosophy because the final score was 8-3 for Lyon. Uh, but 
Reims, even though they've promoted their, this is their second match in the first division ever in the current format. They are the first team since November 2009 to score three goals past Lyon, which is just insane. Wow. And uh, is this possible, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the player to watch out there was uh, Naomi Feller, who's a U19 international, and she scored two uh, for, for uh, the club from Champagne. Also the first in 10 years to achieve that against Lyon. Uh, as it stands, PSG and Lyon are top of the league, tied on points with Montpellier and Bordeaux. And the goal scorer, the race for top goal scorer, has started out very strongly this year with uh, Diani and Hegerberg on five goals each from just two matches and Khadija Shaw right behind with four. I have to just very quickly de- not defend Mess, but all the coverage said that 6 1 was extremely harsh on Mess and that. For the most of the match, they gave a very good account of themselves. Um, they did. It, it was uh, late goals mainly, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And there was also some some people saying that you know the fact they were playing these matches in in big stadiums with big crowds, it was not really an advantage for the home teams because it was the first time they were ever doing that. Whereas PSG and Lyon have more experience. Uh, of of playing on you know in front of large crowds and on perfect pitches like that, um, and you know they they relished it, and they want more of that I think, <laughs> but very strong start to the season for both of them. That's all for us for today. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Mo, for joining me for this show. Please make sure you follow us on Twitter at GFFN for all the more all the news on French football. You can also give a listen to our new president's podcast, which was released on Sunday, first edition, where we talk to the Bordeaux chairman, Joe de Grossa, an American. He talks about his kind of life story and why he's in football and so on. Very interesting. And make sure you follow our website as well, getfootballnewsfrance.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week.